0: The Supreme Court blocks the OSHA shot mandate, but unfortunately allows it for healthcare workers. We're going to be talking about both of these cases on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Now, Holly, the Supreme Court, in a 6 3 opinion, blocked the Biden administration's shot mandate, the Mm -hmm. vaccine or test requirement for businesses with over 100 employees. But in a 5 4 opinion, unfortunately, the High Court allowed the SHOP mandate authorized for Medicaid and Medicare health care facilities and workers. That's going to have a huge and devastating effect on that workplace and within health care. In the first one, the Supreme Court on the Occupational Safety and Health Administration or OSHA, they said that that administration, that particular agency, lacks the broad authority to impose an immunization requirement on employers and that... COVID-19 is not an occupational hazard in most work places. Now, what does that mean? Um, COVID is not specific to the workplace.
1: Right.
0: You know, you can get COVID anywhere. It's not like, for example, you're working in a work environment that works with chemicals, certain kinds of dangerous chemicals, and then when you leave the work environment, you're not going to be exposed to those chemicals. Uh, Like, for example, most people don't work around heavy doses of chlorine. Some particular work environments do work around heavy doses of chlorine that can have devastating effects on your lungs if you inhale that dust, for example, or the fumes. So those kinds of chemicals that have a specific occupational hazard related to a specific employment uh, those things have been typically regulated for safety purposes
1: you know and this is this is really good news on this on this end with this mandate Matt and the court recognizes that in fact in the opinion they said that although Congress has indisputably given OSHA the power to regulate occupational dangers, it has not given that agency the power to regulate public health more broadly.
0: Yeah, and they were saying also that it's a one-size-fits-all program. It also not only covers all the different kinds of employment, some of which are completely different than others in terms of risk factors, but also, in addition, all ages. And for example, somebody who's 18 years of age working in an employment environment is treated the same way as somebody who's much older with regards to uh, health risk. And that this one-size-fits-all just does not work so
1: and this justice has recognized that the, the you know government cannot come in and, and mandate health decisions for employees and then also come back and fine the employers for not you know enacting them
0: that's exactly right and so this was going to have a huge impact on employers that employ 100 or more employees as a result of this decision, a number of these larger employers have backed away from their mandates. Unfortunately, there are some of these large employers that say, well, despite the fact that this was uh, shot down, uh, we're going to continue to impose our own mandate. Now, within those particular environments, uh, the employees are still protected uh, by Title VII against religious discrimination, and you also have other Uh, reasons that you can present exemptions. For example, medical. So you have medical and religious exemptions that are still available, even if the employer on its own is imposing that mandate. For information about that issue, you can go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash exempt.
1: But you know, the court was clear. The court said that COVID-19 is not an occupational hazard in most workplaces. That's clear, it's not. And,
0: and and it's very clear that they didn't have authority. Right. And in fact, uh, OSHA has had a very bad track record with regards to its orders that has issued in the past. Most of them have been struck down, and this is just another of those uh, orders that they issued, um, and they haven't issued many They started in the 70s, and the last one, I think, was in the early 80s, and then then there's been a quiet moment, and then, of course, Biden started using these agencies to push and force these abusive mandates. Moving over to the other one, though, the one involving the employers and employees uh, that are authorized recipients of Medicare and Medicaid funds, Uh, that was upheld, unfortunately, by a 5-4 decision, And I'm disappointed that it was upheld just one more justice and it should be shut down. And I think it should have been struck down. Uh, Justice Thomas issued a very strong dissent and he went into detail about how all of the different combinations of laws with regards to HHS, the Health and Human Services, over the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid within that department do not give this kind of broad authority to have this COVID shot mandate on its employees and was a very strong dissent. I think it was very powerful and very persuasive. Uh, this is going to have a broad implication. Now, both of these particular uh, cases, and we'll come back to the implication on this one involving healthcare workers, are not done yet. Remember, both of these were at the Supreme Court on emergency orders. So these are not final decisions of the US Supreme Court. They unfortunately will set the stage for perhaps other decisions below. But the litigation below is still ongoing. That's not stopped, whether it's the OSHA or whether it's the health care worker mandate regarding Medicare, Medicaid. Those cases are still going on. So those are now back to the Court of Appeals from which they came. So these are not the final say uh, in the decision. But what we have in the OSHA is that there is a temporary stay by the Supreme Court against the implementation of that mandate. And for the healthcare workers, we have a temporary re- uh, removal of the stay. Any stay that was placed on this by lower courts has been temporarily removed, meaning that, at least for now, it can go into effect, but it still is going to be litigated and still could come back to the U.S. Supreme Court later. The problem, however, is that in the meantime, between now and then, between now and the next decision, whether by the lower courts or eventually by the Supreme Court, the mandate regarding healthcare workers is in effect. That means any of these employees that work in the medical facilities, whether in hospitals or other facilities, such as nursing homes and so forth, that receive Medicare and Medicaid funds uh, will be under this mandate. The good news, however, is this decision uh, regarding the healthcare worker mandate actually begins in the very front that acknowledges even under this mandate that's allowed to go into effect, uh, there are medical and religious exemptions that are part of that mandate. So in other words, you still have medical and religious exemption options. Those medical and religious exemption options are going to be even more critical as these right. mandates are being imposed across the country.
1: You know, just like we've been helping people every day with these religious exemptions, people should not give up. You know, and to me it's just wrong anyway to to say that people, i.e. taxpayers, who work in facilities that receive Medicare or Medicaid, i.e. government funding, should be required to take an an injection. When does the government tell me what to do with my health?
0: And Justice Alito was very clear in his dissent. He says today's decision will ripple through administrative agencies' future decision-making. The executive branch already touches nearly every aspect of Americans' lives. In concluding that CMS had good cause to avoid notice-and-comment rulemaking, The court shifts the presumption against the compliance with procedural strictures from the unelected agency to the people they regulate. It goes on to talk about how this is going to have significant implications, and this is why, because now you're going to allow, even for a temporary time, even if it's later overturned, an administrative agency to do exactly what you said, Holly, to force individuals, to inject a substance into their body, in this case, an experimental one, frankly. That is stunning, and it's an expansion of federal power that should never be.
1: And both Justice Alito and Thomas recognize, you know, the executive branch has overstepped its bounds. It does not make laws, and it can't force Americans to, to do that, to put something in their bodies. It is way out of line.
0: It's way out of line. It is very disturbing about that. So... The main thing that we need to do right now is, one, I think we need to have a new Congress that would actually say, no, this is not the authority we're going to grant this agency, and we pass a law to stop this forever. We need new people in Congress for that to happen, and obviously midterms is the time to do that. second thing is these medical and religious exemptions are now more important than ever. For more information, visit lc.org forward slash exempt. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. Call us at 407-875-1776, lc.org.